All right, Cameron. Are you ready for a real zinger? Yeah, give me a zinger. Here's the question. What is your favorite DreamWorks film? Well, that, that I mean, that's pretty obvious. If there's an obvious answer to that question. It's Kung Fu Panda. No kidding, huh? Yeah. That there there is no other answer. I mean, I feel like DreamWorks has some reputable series that they've made. See, I okay. I've I want to say I don't really like DreamWorks very much. I think they have some not very good films, film series. You're not a big Shrek guy? No, I'm not really a big Shrek guy. Um, Shrek 2, I guess, is is fine. It's whatever. Um, I, honestly, I don't really remember it that much, uh, except for the, uh, the famous uh, I Need a Hero sequence, um, which, is, which is pretty great. But you don't like, you don't like um, Madagascar? No, Madagascar's terrible. Have you gone back and watched Madagascar? No, but that movie is there's something creepy and like maleficent about that film. <laughs> maleficent? I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But, Malicious? Uh, that's what I meant. That's the word. <laughs> um, that movie feels like a fever dream. It does. It, yeah, it's yeah, very a little odd. bit. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I have I have the imagery engraved of like the animals turning into steaks. Into right, my mind. right, right. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a pretty good sequence, but. But honestly, it's it's just not a very good movie. I don't know. It's you don't like Mega Mind. Um, I actually never saw it. I've never oh, okay. seen Mega Mind. But Monsters vs. Aliens. Ugh, terrible movie. Flushed terrible. Away. <laughs> uh, I remember enjoying Flushed Away, but I guess I was uh, I was a young child, so. Uh, it's funny. There's rats and they go down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't like um. Let's see. What about a shark's tail? <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh man! <laughs> you know what's hilarious about that movie that I kind of love? Um, Martin Scorsese just weirdly is the the like boss of Will Smith's work in that movie. <laughs> He's just like it's just it's just Martin Scorsese. What about Over the Hedge or like? I remember enjoying Over the Hedge actually. Yeah. Oh man, they made Turbo. What a what a disgusting film. <laughs> Ew, like fast snails. Like, who thought of that? Do you feel like these animation companies are just smoking a lot of weed or doing drugs to come up with these ideas? Yeah, I mean, they probably are. Nobody's just, perfect. Yeah, it just feels like they're getting, they're really pulling these ideas out of somewhere. Now, I know a lot of people stand by the How to Train Your Dragon uh, trilogy. Mm, yeah. They like those a lot. Um, I saw uh, How to Train Your Dragon 1, but I never saw any of the other ones. And... I hear they're, the other two are very good as well. So, I think they're surprising for at least DreamWorks sequels. I have this theory that if DreamWorks touches an ounce of success with any of their films, uh, just a little bit, I think there's like a threshold number, they will make an entire trilogy like no matter what. They just go for it. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, Kong, obviously. Like Shrek has four films in it, which Doesn't is it surprising. Five? I I don't know. I no, mean, it I, has, if you count, Puss it in has Boots. four, and then yeah, the spinoff, which is Puss in Boots. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think I think that's kind of standard for all companies. Like they all they all sort of have their, I don't know, their series. But like that, Madagascar that, that had the, three the cash cow. Yeah, Madagascar had three. You know the one on the the movies. circus, the third one. I hate that film. Yeah, I it's really bad. Hate that film. 
it's I, it's the, terrible. But but so um, in elementary school, I think there was a girl in my class whose dad worked at DreamWorks, and so we we got to see that movie. I think I was like in fifth grade or something. We got to see that movie um, in at DreamWorks before it came out. I mean, and here's I, even the thing. then, I was just like, "This is this is just awful. This is terrible." Yeah, if I was in fifth grade and telling you that Madagascar three was bad, that can tell you how much how horrible the film is. Yeah, it's, it really doesn't make any sense. But okay, but Kung Fu Panda, just to get back on track here. There's three of those movies. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw the second one. The second one's good. I don't know, man. I feel like Jack Black is caring, but I do like the first one. I do like the first one. Um, yeah, no, it, it's a it's a really really great movie. It's funny because I talked about this with Juzo as well. We we were talking about how Kung Fu Panda is actually just a a, a great movie, potentially a masterpiece. Who knows? It's very stylistic. I think it has that going for. Remember for sure. the um that sequence where the the bad tiger is escaping from jail. Yeah. It was just awesome. And he so kicks sick. the poles into the wall. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah, that's pretty vivid in my brain, too. It's, it's awesome. It's that that scene, that scene, it really stands out. And then there's a scene on a staircase where they just keep climbing the stairs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny, too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, well, I mean. Oh, well, okay, so I, would, as a weird transition, actually, I had a... Um, on the PlayStation 2, right, the age of movie tie-in games, right? Yes. Um, I had an over-the-hedge um, video game. Right? I've played it. I've oh, played it. Okay, okay. So then you'll know the game, not very good, not a, not very interesting. But It's a lot like a Telltale game, right? Yeah, I mean, it, well, no, 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 no. No, it's not. It's like, it's not... I don't know. You go around, you find chips and whatnot. It's like yeah, it's exactly. Boring. You punch stuff and it gets chips. You know. Tell. Why did you say Telltale game? Because it's like tell. It's like the Lego or not Telltale. Sorry, <laughs> Traveler's yeah. Tales. Yes, yes. It's like Where, it's like, like the a Lego, Lego game. games. It's like a the Lego, Lego games. Game. Yeah. yeah. But but there was one mode that was incredible, and it was it was golf cart bumper cars basically, and you would just crash. You would you would try to crash um, and destroy the other person's car. It was a co-op mode, you know, and so you you would you would like go and you would try to you know destroy the other person's golf cart, and it was so much fun. It was the best, the only worthwhile part of that game, to be honest. Yeah, it's just crazy. I looked at the Wikipedia page for Over the Hedge, the video game, and it's surprisingly long, uh, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> the um, Wikipedia page. Yeah, there is like, it's on Game Boy Advance, GameCube, uh, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, and I believe there's also a DS game that is different. It's not categorized. I don't know why the Game Boy game would be categorized with the console releases, but the DS version is not. Uh, both made by Activision, which is a little odd. Oh my gosh, the DS version looks horrendous. Oh my goodness, the, the DS page is even longer than <laughs> than the console release. What a surprising revelation. Ugh, the people who edit Wikipedia articles just have absolutely 
all the time in their hands. Maybe I mean, that's maybe what I should do. Yeah, maybe because of this quarantine, they've just been expanding on the over the hedge video game news pages. Yeah, on, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. That's probably what's going on. Mm. You know, uh, just to be open with the audience, there's not a lot going on currently because we're all stuck inside. And so Cameron and I have just been focusing on episodes that kind of revolve around stuff that you can be doing while you're sitting inside. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about some video game stuff, but we just want to be up upfront and transparent. I think it's really hard to draw inspiration at a, like a stalemate time like this, you know? Um, my girlfriend Jules is a songwriter and she's like, I, she's like, I know I've experienced life and I know that I have a lot of stuff that I have experienced and there's media I can pull from. And she's like, but it's just so hard to create when there's not a lot going on like in your life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I guess it is a little bit of a sorry excuse, but we are trying our best to make the show still be awesome and, and, uh, entertaining for you, especially because you're probably, not doing as much right now. So hopefully this can still be enjoyable for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Everything Comes From Something podcast. My name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron. And uh, Cameron doesn't have a last name. Um, but no. Oh, no. <laughs> I have no name. He's just Cameron. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about video games. Um, again, this is... This is a little bit of a, a strange episode. I don't know how I'm going to write the title yet, but we're going to be talking about the way video games age, especially the video games that are considered classics, uh, ones that are topped rated. So what we're going to do today is break down the top 100 list from IGN.com that they have put together of the list of video games. We have not played every single one of these video games, although we are nerdy. We have played a bunch of them. Uh, we have not played all of them. And Cameron and I want to have an open thesis conversation. What, like... How is it that some of these games are considered top games when if like you went back to play them today, they like would not be close to awesome of an experience at all, if, especially if you were fresh, right? Um, so we wanted to have a conversation about the top games that were rated, what we think of some of these games, and like do they hold up, I guess is kind of the, kind of the biggest idea. Cameron, do you want to say anything else? I, this is going to be sort of a free-end, open conversation. Um, very brainstormy, which is like a lot of our shows. But, you know, we thought we'd break down a bunch because some of these games, since they're old, you can get on pretty deep discount right now. I know PlayStation was doing a sale. Uh, I don't know if that sale is still going on, but they, yeah. they keep doing sales each week because they know people are inside, sitting around. Um, yeah, you could get a lot of these games for fairly cheap. Uh, maybe you'll learn something about which games you shouldn't go back and, and visit from from our um, kind of synopsis of what's going on. But yeah, Cameron, do you have any th- any thoughts before we dive in? Yeah, well, I mean, it is it is weird to sort of think about a lot of these games that were obviously you know a product of their time, and I expect I mean us being very young and uh, not not being uh, cognizant for a lot of the time that these games were, you know, coming out or playable. Like, I I expect we're going to have a different perspective of, like, what going back to a game actually means. Because I think if you were older than us and maybe you played more games on the the NES or the SNES or, you know, um, on the, the PS1 era actually kind of is my 
my ultimate blind spot. I really didn't play very many games on, on yeah. my PS1. Um, the PS2 was kind of where I um, where I got more interested in, in games. So, like, I've got some fond mem- memories of, like, N64-era games and PS2-era games and PS3-era games and then not so much of the, the PS1 generation. So, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting going back and kind of looking at this. Um, yeah, it seems list. like if if you are someone who enjoys gaming or or you're someone that plays a lot of games, now is a good time to tackle the backlog. I mean, for me, I've been trying to finish up the Doom 2016 tro- uh, Platinum Trophy because I was so close, and now I'm just I'm even closer than I was. I'm just sitting through some grindy trophies right now. Um, but yeah, be- also because it's like I'm trying not to spend money, and I own some of the licenses to these games that I just have never finished. So I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe to save cash, I'll go back and visit some. So Cameron, and I hope to shed some insight, especially if you have some games that you haven't went back and played. Um, and hopefully you can find some entertainment out of our commentary, even if you're not a gamer. Um, yeah, of course, if you uh, enjoy the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast, throw a couple bucks our way. We know times are tough. Things are different right now. Um, but if you do have the dollars to spare, we would appreciate it. With that, you can get an exclusive monthly episode and your questions read on air. And trust me, your questions will get read on air because not a lot of people ask questions. Although we do have a question today from someone uh, who is a close friend, JD, who listens to the show. Wait, uh, he wait actually... before, before you do that, actually, I do want to say that technically, I, re- I realized this a few days ago, technically right now, I'm, I'm a full-time podcaster. <laughs> Poor Cameron's unemployed. His entire eating wage is the monthly Patreon uh, (laughs) subscription fund. So uh, if that means anything, you know, uh, dump your dollars if you got some. If not, trust me, I think Cameron of all people can understand. Yeah. Um, uh, If you don't have dollars, you can give us a rating on iTunes. That helps a lot. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, just go to our page. You're probably listening to it on your phone. If you're not on the desktop, you can do it there. If you're not an Apple user, then you have not been indoctrinated yet. I guess consider yourself free or something like that. Um, I don't know if Spotify has a rating system or something like that, but uh, rating and telling friends and family helps a ton for the podcast. So... Uh, we appreciate you guys, appreciate you, especially if you're uh, already listening, but we're going to dive into it. Uh, JD says, friend out from Maui, he says, what are the emotional benefits to playing video games? I think this question is a little bit loaded because there is benefits to playing the video games, but I would say that there's also uh, some negatives uh, that come with seriously binging, and I can speak from experience. Cameron, what would you say are the, the, the benefits, though, that you've experienced? Well, I think the um, there's sort of a successful feeling that you get with, especially, I get it a lot with those, there, there are these games that have, you know, boxes that you tick, and you just, you continue, you progress in the level by, like, collecting things, or you, um, you know, you have to, a lot of Ubisoft games are like this, where it's just, or Borderlands actually is a great is a great example of this where it's like you the the grind and the you know checking off boxes is really what's satisfying about the game and it kind of makes you feel it tricks you into i guess feeling um feeling like you've done something <laughs> like you've completed something so 
Yeah, I would say there's a good sense of accomplishment. A lot of games reward you for completing stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, half the time that's the drive from finishing a lot of games. I feel like even games that are low-key, like try not to pressure you into feeling like there is a lot of urgency. A game like Animal Crossing, right? There is still pride and accomplishment in your own achievements, even if you make those achievements. Um, they kind of let they they lend themselves to a platform, uh, like a game like Minecraft, where they really don't give you a lot of direction, right? Mm, your yeah. accomplishment is in your own uh, own creation, and so I think gaming's uh, emotional benefits really do draw from that. I would say there, I mean, especially in a time like this, I've I've been experiencing a lot of community esque um, benefits. I mean, just last night I was I was playing uh, a game with my friend Bob, who's been on the show, and Bob and I usually don't get to see each other that much because he lives in in uh, San San Diego, um, and he's back in town right now because we grew up together, and just because of the quarantine stuff, he's back from school. He's doing school online with me, and we can't see each other even though he's close by, but we can still hang out online, and that's been really um, like a fun platform to, to keep in communication even JD who asked the question like I know he's been playing a lot and I've been chatting with him online talked to him more uh, this month than I probably have uh, in the last like year you know so um, yeah I think I think there's benefits in that I personally like I enjoy playing video games with other people Cameron has known this for a long time a majority of like my purchases came down to if I could play it split screen. I love split screen games. I've talked about them for way too much time. I think the the community aspect just makes games even more addicting because it's something you can experience together. I mean, like to me, nothing beats playing Smash Bros with like four people on the couch. Like that is like one of the most fun gaming experiences you'll have. And so any games like that just like they they carry such um such good memories with them a lot of a lot of a lot of my favorite games have good memories because they're made with people that i like playing with so yeah i would i would say there there's that accomplishment aspect and there is that community bonding aspect that 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 can be really powerful cameron is there any other emotional benefits you can think of with gaming um well, I mean, also, like, the idea, I guess, of, like, mastering something. Like, when you... I was saying, and you know, I've been playing through Doom Eternal, and it's kind of been... Um, you go back through some of the earlier levels that maybe were challenging back then, and you're, you breeze through them, you know, and you're, you're kind of... You've leveled up, so to speak, and sort of evolved in how you play, and... I, I think that's also the case, you know, a game a game like Doom Eternal is kind of um, strange in that way, that it's like a shooter that progressively challenges you and progressively makes you get better at the game. Um, but a lot of games, I, I a lot of games that I've had, um, that I've just sunk a, a lot of time into are things like Civilization, um, where it's like, it needs you to be in order to play you have to get progressively better and have to progressively um hone your skills and kind of use your use all the tools at your disposal and it's it's complicated but it's um i mean it's 
it's a lot of fun to overcome the challenge. And so I think, I mean, that's, that's what makes it worth it to me to play. But, um, I think, you know, that kind of goes alongside the idea of games with a challenge, right? You know, you're accomplishing something, you're getting better at it. Cameron, what do you think about games as like an art form or an art medium, like something that teaches you or something that's engraved in your brain? You know, we've done an episode about games as art, and I always think of some of these emotional attachments that I have to games like Shadows of the Colossus, where there's this idea of, uh, there's like this dark kind of like dealing with depression almost with it or like hopelessness that's attached to the gameplay. And it's really unexplainable because you're participating in a game that is exploring these ideas. You're not directly attached to it, but because you're interacting with it, there's just so much more weight to the game's message or the game's thesis. Um, There's a lot of games that have art forms like that. Would you say that there is emotional benefit to exploring that? Um, Do you think games are better than some medians at that? Or, I mean, yeah. Well, I'd say, I mean, for me, my go-to way of consuming, like, narrative and getting, I guess, getting an uh, emotional satisfaction from that, as always, movies. Um, That's always kind of my way of, um, of... it's it's the the way that I can easiest understand things and that I can easiest um, sort of I guess get in that headspace. But um, I think games are are not they're not incapable of doing that as well. I mean, I always I always think of The Last of Us as just like an incredible narrative experience as well as a, an incredible gameplay experience, and that and it was unique in that it it melds the two incredibly well i think um something like red dead redemption 2 as well is like it's it's almost like um when you're when you're experiencing the world uh, uh, that rockstar built through the character um there's like there's like a deeper liveliness than you might uh when you're you know when you're watching a movie or when you're you know maybe i mean it's almost akin to like when you're reading a book you know and you imagine the scenario you imagine the world that the book is taking place in um you know it's it's kind of similar to that because you're you're actively um participating in that you know and so so i think i think there's something very strong about um about those kinds of games even though it's very unique i mean it's it doesn't happen very often, I would say. Um, I do. I do feel like games, and because we've talked about this on the on games as an art form, I don't want to get too deep into it, but they do strike a balance between films and and reading. I guess like reading novels. Yeah. Because when you read, there is an interactivity, and the book takes longer, but it's almost for for more benefit. You know. Um, or it can be for more benefit. I think some books can overstay their welcome. Uh, and it's the same with games though, right? Like because you're interacting with it, like pacing has to be meticulous. I always think of like God of War, um, and how, how meticulous they are about crafting the pace of that game. You know, God of War is paced perfectly like 
from the beginning all the way to the end. I, maybe even the end is is a little too long, but I felt like I couldn't stop playing because I just had to keep knowing what was going to happen. Yeah, they feed you the narrative plot like perfectly. Yeah, so yeah, I think that there can be there can be found emotional benefit as you would still see in like watching a movie, right? If you learn something from a movie. And you're like, wow, like, you know, this resonated with me. I think games can still have that effect. I don't know what sort of emotional benefit there is, but there is uh, opportunity to learn and almost further yourself to some degree with with how you consume it. Um, yeah, hopefully that answers your question, JD. Um, I think there are negatives to games. I don't want to I don't want to prop them up as like a save all be all because you can definitely get stuck in a rut with games and, and get lost and like you know, feel like that's all you do. And yeah, I don't know. I think game addiction is a, is a different conversation. Um, but Cameron, do you feel like you've seen negatives to playing games too? Yeah. I mean, like with anything, if you do it for too long, it starts to become, um, I guess toxic in a way, you know, like you, there's a certain point, there's a, I guess there's a point of diminishing returns. Like I always like to, um, you know, maybe if I'm working in a week, um, I'll be, I'll be playing, I'll be playing a game, you know, I'll have one day free to play a game, you know, and that, that'll be my day. Basically I'll set aside a time and play, you know, play doom or play whatever, um, for that day. And then the rest of my week, I basically don't, don't go back to play. Um, or if I'm, you know, able to, I can, I can spread it up so that I'm playing, you know, a couple hours in the evening or whatever, you know, but in, I found that like the more time you spend with games, I mean, the less enjoyment I actually get from them. You know what I mean? Like they become Mm. less of a refuge and more of like, I don't want to say like a job, but they're like, they become, it becomes like a chore or, or, you know, you feel you feel bad for sitting around all day or something. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Everything in moderation. Yeah. And, um, I know that just personally, like sometimes if I have a day off and I start playing video games at the beginning of the day and then I'm even playing them at night, like it just sucks as, compared to if I had waited, you know, like let's say I start my morning, I'm like, you know, I'm going to take time to do some other stuff, you know, exercise, right. Or, um, take some time to do some other work or play music then like actually going to play games later in the afternoon is much more like rewarding or satisfying compared to this just sitting all day and and playing it but yeah yeah that's true yeah cool well cameron i think it's time to get into this top 100 have a conversation about games and how they age let's break it down this is from ign.com uh this is their top 100 list it's not flawless we're not going to know all these games um, we will cruise through some that we don't want to talk about. They do uh, do like a the f- good job, I would say, of updating like what's on their list. You know, they 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 have a pretty modern list, I would say. Yeah, but uh, at number one hundred is Pokemon Go. Cameron, have you played Pokemon Go? I think I downloaded it for maybe like five minutes, and then I was like, "This is awful." I have a feeling this one's getting kicked off the list eventually. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know why it's here, to be honest. It's substantial because of its cultural relevance in 2016 when it just everyone was playing it because they were bored or something. And I, also, I think, you can't play this game anymore on quarantine. You can't go yeah, outside. You can. <laughs> you can go on walks. I guess. Yeah. 
there's always a few Pokemon that spawn near my house. I play it sometimes still just because I have friends that play it, but um, I know some people that got really addicted to it, like in weird periods, they had to uninstall it from their phone. I was like, I really? don't feel any addiction to this game. It's more of a chore than anything. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I always considered. I, I I downloaded it and I was like, oh, I guess there are, isn't anything near me. I guess I'm gonna <laughs> not play this game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess number, people play it on the train and whatnot, but it's just sure. I yeah. Don't know. And uh, number ninety nine is Borderlands two. Uh, I like Borderlands two. Love it. It's cool. It's a great game. It, I would it, recommend. It is the one that I would say going back to though. Like it's the one that I think is. I love. I have a. Sp- there's a special place in my heart for Borderlands one, but like Borderlands two is still a. It feels like a modern game, and it's the the loop is really good. And I mean, if you want to play a new game, play Borderlands three. It's it's fun as well. It's just you know. I don't know. Here, it's a classic. Here's what I recommend for Borderlands 2. You got to play it at 60 frames, so play it on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or uh, play it on PC. Playing it below 60 frames can feel really wonky and glitchy. And since the game's already a little wonky and glitchy, like, I don't know. If you play it at 60 frames, it is like really. I, I don't know. I really recommend it. Um, the Handsome Collection. Mm. Also, you can play Borderlands 2 four player split screen on the Handsome Collection recommend that i've never done it with people who are actually committed to a playthrough yeah um but it's pretty fun i always have players. like eight eight new characters that are just yeah, like exactly. level five or whatever yeah i've played the beginning of that game so many times yeah and so i mean but but that tells you how well it holds up too yeah not saying that i want to i want to meet sir hammerlock again but you know um divinity original sin 2 is on list don't know anything about it so gonna move on um Dishonored is on here. Cameron, have you played Dishonored? In I, yeah, I played a little bit of it when it first came out. Um, I never, um, I never finished it. But Brad, actually, my roommate, he had played through both Dishonored one and two, and he played through it um, all stealth as well. Uh, he did like an all stealth run, um, so he he had a lot of fun with it. He he really loved. The, it, it's got an interesting way of like, um, um changing the environment when you play and you're more um chaotic i guess um the the npcs will change and the way that the ai works will change as well and so like i think that dishonored banks on its gameplay from what i've heard yeah and i would assume that revisiting it that gameplay would hold up but but i can't speak from experience so yeah it's a first-person stealth game, so if that's something that you're interested in, probably check it out. Now, here we have Final Fantasy VII at 96, Cameron. I have no desire to play a game that looks like poop and is a <laughs> uh, turn-based game. Uh, the remake looks fantastic. That came out recently, um, but it it's shocking because it's only part one of Final Fantasy VII. It's almost like I just want to wait for them to sell it as a big package. Mm. Before I go visit it, um, Cameron, you, I know you had talked about how you wanted to play this. Yeah, I still want to go back. I just, I mean, I haven't had time. I've got Doom on my plate, so I haven't really had time to go back and plug in the the PS1 classic or whatever. Um, but I, I'm definitely down to play it. Um, you know, as like if you can, I think if you could look past the the bad graphics, you could probably still get into it. I don't know. Well. It it depends. I'd, I mean, it 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 really does depend on 
on who you are, I think. I'm, Can you survive turn-based? Yeah. I, I think that's the I don't question. Mind, I don't mind turn-based games. I have to play, like, an interactive turn-based, like Paper Mario. It's like, that spoiled me, mm, you know? Mm, yeah. Where it's like, anything that's not interactive, I, I fall asleep, you know? <laughs> um, at 95 is Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. A lot of people stand by this game. I think that the game's pacing is its biggest flaw. Um, I've played the beginning of this game, and it was not enough to hook me. I don't want to play an hour of a trailing mission. You know, like, the beginning is a trailing mission, and it's just like, yikes. But I do hear that this one is good. I have played it a little... It's like I played the beginning, and then I played midway through, like, on my brother's profile. Uh, Definitely better midway through, but... It, I would say if you want to visit a retro Assassin's Creed, do not play Assassin's Creed 1 or 2. Um, I would jump to this one. I think there's something more exciting about it. Yeah, I played it for I played it for about five minutes, and then I, I gave up. So <laughs> I wasn't really that committed, but... Yeah. Cameron, have you played Monkey Island at all? I have not, no. I mean, this is a game that you probably could go back to, and it would still be fun because it's an adventure game, you know? Um I think I. I mean, I. I really. I didn't play any of these games, um, the Lucas Arts early Lucas Arts games, but I bet it would be fun to to go back and look at these. Um, you know, I hear they're hard though. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard good things about Lucas Arts games. I. I think they almost border, um, like a Telltale game where it's like, because it's point and click, right? Yeah, it is. So there's not a lot of gameplay added to it. You're more in there for the plot, and uh, I'm sure the plot and writing can hold up to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at 93, they put Burnout 3 Takedown. Um, yes. I would just recommend... Honestly, a lot of the Burnout games are excellent. Um, even the PSP ones. I think Burnout Paradise is still great. I played it recently. Um, just because I was like, I'm bored. I'm waiting for something to download. I'm going to play Burnout Paradise on my Xbox One, because I had it. Uh, you can find Paradise for super cheap. After one race, I ended up playing like six more, because I was like, this is just so fun. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's an incredible game. I, I love... Burnout 3 was like... Um, it was like the classic racing game style, so you... You know, there was no open world or anything. You just, you picked levels. And then they also had the mode where you, the crash mode, where you would try to create as much destruction as possible. And that, that always, I mean, that was just the the best. It was so fun. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I loved, I loved Burnout 3. I think it's still, you could still go back and play it. Play Burnout Paradise though. I mean, they, they have their remake and yeah, it's, it's worth it for sure. Fallout 2 is on the list at 92. I've never played any of the Fallout, like, isometric viewed originals. Um, I gotta say, it kind of looks cool. Yeah. From this screenshot. Yeah, I uh, bet it I, would I, be... Uh, again, I mean, some of these games, I think they could probably hold up because of just their art style and, like, how, you know, it's not like this is ever gonna age in a way that you know makes it look like you know blocky final fantasy 7 you know what i mean like i think it could be i think it it could be be good it could hold up but cameron do I'd you recommend long. any fallout games to revisit um well i don't know i i put a lot of time into fallout 4 but um i i would 
I don't know. I mean, maybe Fallout 3. Maybe people would enjoy Fallout 3. See, um, I played Fallout 3 on a Xbox 360, and it held my attention longer than I expected. That being said, it wasn't that long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Fallout 3 did seem like the one that caught me the most. Even more than New Vegas, which a lot of people swear by New Vegas. I've mm. talked about New Vegas before. Um I don't know why Fallout 3 caught... I, it might have been Liam Neeson's sexy voice at the beginning of that game. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if I recommend... If you're just dying to try Fallout, uh, if you are picky with the modernizations of games, maybe just play 4 because it's modernized. Um, if you don't care about that sort of thing, take Fallout 3 with a grain of salt, knowing that it's so old. And try to enjoy it for that. That that would be my recommendation. Yeah. Um, Undertale is at ninety one. I've not played it. I want to give it a shot. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, Earthbound style pixel art uh, RPG with very different combat, uh, fun like kind of choosing your own um, decisions. You can play the game killing everyone in the game, which is surprising, or you can play the game like not killing anyone. I think. I think you can go through it without killing anyone. It's It's got that kind of freedom. Um, people swear by the game. Apparently, it's got great music. Uh, at number 90 is League of Legends. I don't want to talk about League of Legends. Do not play League of Legends. If you never played it, um, you're going to be so lost. Yeah. You really have to be bought in. And even if you are, it's going to take you months to learn how to play it. Um, I've played it for probably a total of like... 10 hours I'd assume and I don't know any I have no idea what's going on in the game um it's a multiplayer game but maybe if you watch someone and learn from the way they play you can learn Mega Man 3 is at 89 Mega Man's hard uh but it is still great yeah I'd say I agree uh, Soul, Ca- Soul uh, Calibur is at 88 I've never played Soul Calibur but I'm surprised at the first one is here. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume that the one with Darth Vader and Yoda would be the best one. I yeah, think that's, that's Soul Calibur 4. Oh, 4? I think it's 4, yeah. Got it, got it. Well, um, I don't know. I never played any of them. Are you, you... You're not really into fighting games, are you? I'm mixed. I'm usually a Mortal Kombat guy. Yeah. Or a Smash Bros. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, at 87 is a game I've never heard of. Thief 2, The Metal Age. I don't know what that is. No, nope, me neither. Uh, let's move on. Uh, SimCity 2000 is at 86. I doubt it. That would be my <laughs> my my first assumption. Come on, SimCity 2000. This looks like a uh, I don't even like a, a an ancient Microsoft Windows screenshot. Looks pretty good. You know what? Maybe here's what I'll do. Instead of recommending SimCity 2000, I'll recommend Roller Coaster Tycoon One. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have any words for those. I uh, love inso- that. Do you do you remember? Did you ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon? Um, no. Oh, oh, Isaac, it's so fun. It's the best. Uh, I I just amazing. really doubt it, Cameron. When's the last time you played it's it? It's incredible. I don't know. Exactly. I That's love your that biggest game. issue. I put, I, I put so many hours at Dev Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Inside is at number eighty-five. Have you played Inside? No. Me neither. Um. I don't know, dude. If you're looking for an art game, I guess. I, I feel like Limbo's probably better. So Yeah, maybe. Um either way, I didn't really like Limbo too much, and I probably wouldn't like Inside that much. I like Limbo. Um it's good. It's art. It's an art looking game. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Contra is at 84. Boy, is this game hard. Uh, I played the original. It's still hard. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's it's tough. Use it's the 99 tough. lives cheat code. I, I think that Contra is probably still worth playing. It's just difficult, and it's retro. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for like a retro difficult game. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Cameron, did you play that? Uh, I didn't play 2. I think I played either three or I didn't play four. I don't think, but I, I think I played Tony Hawk underground. Oh, mate, yeah. This no, I played, I played. I played one of the pro skaters. I think it was three. But it, that was that was a fun game. I guess I don't know. I just don't know how they hold up. Yeah, how would you that, go that's, back? That know. that's my like. From what I hear, the best skate game you can play is Skate Three mm. or Skate One. Mm. I think. One of those skate games, yeah, yeah, um, actually feels pretty good. I played, I think I played a little bit of Skate Three on PlayStation Three, and I enjoyed it. Um, so, if you're looking for a skateboard game, that would be my recommendation. If you're looking for a boarding game in general, I recommend SSX the Reboot um, on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. It's very good. Um, and if you can't, if you can't find the SSX Reboot, play SSX Three. On Xbox One backwards compatibility, it is awesome. It's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, Monster Hunter World is at eighty-two. I did not play it. Cameron, did you play it? No, but my roommate plays it a ton. I, I, I mean, I bet if I think if it's something that you're into, you'd probably already play it. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I know that World is the most, um, like fluid. They, yeah. They've really nailed the mechanics, so I'd assume revisiting that game will feel as good as it's going to get for Monster Hunter. Mm. Um, so if you're looking for Monster Hunter, that's where you should go. Resident Evil 2 Remake is the Resident Evil game you should play, uh, as far as I care. I hear good things about 7, but Resident Evil 2 Remake, it, it like balances nostalgia. I didn't even play the original, um, but it balances like this classic like horror puzzle game with action... Uh, I don't know. Like, I think Resident Evil 2 is a masterpiece. I'm surprised it's so high up here. At eight, or I'm surprised it's so low on 81. I'd put it lower. Or I'd put it higher, sorry. I'd put it closer to the top. I was really impressed with this game. Probably my favorite game in 2019. Mm. Um, System Shock 2. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hear System Shock is a, uh, a, a predecessor to Bioshock. Yeah. Um... Cameron and I, I think, both recommend Bioshock 1. We'll get to that, though. Mm. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City is at 79. This is what I'll say about GTA uh, Vice City and 3 and even San Andreas and even 4, to be honest. They're extremely difficult to go back to and play. Uh, You have to be a fan of the franchise to force yourself to go back and play them. Um I think that there's merit, but there, it's just five is so like miles beyond uh, what those games were, and I just really don't think they've aged well. Hmm. Uh, and and nobody seems to want to say that, but um, just try. If you don't believe me, just try to go back and play one and finish it. That that would be like like don't play five minutes driving a car around. Actually, try to play through like a mission and right. see how horrible it is. Right. right? So, I don't know if these belong on the top 100, to be honest. Um, although I did put a lot of time in San Andreas. I like San Andreas a lot. And and that's coming from... 
Like that's coming from someone who actually really enjoys these games, and I'm telling you not to go back and play them. Mm. So, yeah, Persona Five is at seventy eight. I uh, don't know anything about it, Cameron. Do you know anything? Nope. It's very Japanese. Fortnite's at seventy seven. They added split screen, so I give them credit. But I am so tired of this game. Uh, the world seventy seven. Oh my goodness. I will say the game is well put together. To be so. honest, I kind of like Apex Legends better as like a. Battle Royale, you know. I don't know. Just see, it's it's. I like the team mechanics a, a bit better, you know. It's My favorite is uh, Warzone right now. So. Warzone's pretty good. Fable Two is at uh, seventy six. I don't know anything about Fable. Nope. All I heard is that the third one sucked. Mm. Goldeneye is at seventy five on N sixty four. Who hasn't played Goldeneye? A lot of people haven't. And uh, but it's great. It's classic. Uh, if you played it in the pl- in the past, you should. Of course, go back and revisit it because you'll realize it sucks to go back and play. <laughs> uh, I I think this game is not; it does not hold up at all. Uh, it is only for laughs about the good old days, and um, there's not there's not much else that you can get out of it besides that. Yeah, I, will I mean, play- there's I think there's something kind of fun about. Um, um, I don't know. There's something kind of fun about it. Uh, it's it's really goofy. It's kind of, um, it's I don't know. It's just it's it's a silly game that you could play split screen, and it's it's totally fine to play you know a couple of rounds in and then move on. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a a masterpiece, but it's it's definitely fun. I don't know. I enjoy it. I just don't think it holds any relevance for people who didn't know it in its prime. Yeah, Does maybe, that make maybe sense? that's true. So that that's my my warning. Smash Bros. Ultimate 74. This is the best Smash Bros. game. Um, people will stand by Melee. I just think that if you're going to only play one ever, I would think that Ultimate would be the choice. Yeah. Um, just because the, it's it's so vast and awesome. I love Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim 73 seems a little bit... I'm sure Darren's going to be triggered. That's so high up on the list. Um, I think we've talked a lot about Skyrim. It's it's good for what it is. I would recommend if you play it, play it on the Switch because that's just an awesome platform to play a game like this on. Mm. Really like it on Switch. That's my favorite way to play it. Uh, XCOM, don't know anything about. Cameron, you know anything about XCOM? I played XCOM, the one that was the last one that came out, I guess. Okay. Um, it was pretty fun, but... I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it would hold up if you went back to to the original one. But um. Cameron, we're at forty six, so I'm gonna kind of cruise down to the lower bottom of the list here. Okay? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, is uh, there anything we gotta we gotta hit before we? No, leave? no. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Oh, we're gonna yeah, start yeah, go for it. going number by number, and I'm just gonna call out ones that I see. So, like at number seventy, Battlefield 1942 is here. Cameron and I had a conversation before we started recording. Like, wait. How the heck is this game on the list? Because can you even go back and play it? You know? Like, it's a multiplayer game. These servers are going to be empty, dude. Like, you're not going to be able to play this game. Well, this one, I mean, the what they're talking about is the Battlefield 1942 that was released, I think, on PC. Um, and I don't know if it was multiplayer original, was it? I'm not sure. But, um, I mean... I, I bet you could go back and I bet there's bots and, you know, a game mode that you could play single player, obviously. But the way that I remember it was the PS3 remake version of it 
um that was just a ton of fun it was incredible and the the amount of like weird fun destruction you could do i mean it was just it was just fun it was a fun game but i definitely don't think you could play again exactly like the issue with this list is that you can't even go back and play a game like this how can this be on the top 100 if you're actually going to play through it you know yeah so that's like that's where i think i find beef with a list like this and and this is why, like, games criticism, to me, comes off a little strange because it's like, are people going back and actually playing them now? And and I think that's why the videos that are titled, like, you know, uh, what's a good... Uh, Mario 64 in 2020, you know? Like, with the year. Like, what is it actually like to play now? Like, that's such a relevant um, discussion to have. Yeah. Uh, just to continue down the list, Dota 2 is League of Legends clone. Uh, sorry for... <laughs> fans of that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, great Mario Kart game it's like it's like the greatest hits just like Smash Bros Ultimate that's why it's awesome uh, Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast I bought this game on Nintendo Switch um, for very cheap heard good things about it it sucks to play do not go back and visit it maybe I'm missing something but I thought that this game like like why is this on like play Jedi um Fallen Order dude like Fallen Order is such a better Jedi game than this mm. like a star it's a way better Star Wars game than this um I couldn't play it for longer than 30 minutes cuz it just didn't age well you know mm. uh yeah so that's my thought Cameron do you have a, like do you have a Star Wars game that you think is worth going back to play Didn't you say you were playing through um uh, what's that one? The cl- the uh the Clone Wars one. What is what is that game? What are you talking about? What? The, Fallen Order? No, 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 no. The um the one on PC, the first person. Uh one. oh yeah 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 um Republic Commandos. Yeah yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I have I haven't went back to it really recently, so mm. um I think I might have skipped down the list. I accidentally refreshed my page, so I'm a little out of whack I just want to shout out Spelunky at 66 is incredible play it it's so good um let's see what do you think about Rock Band at 63 Cameron uh I think that's kind of a weird choice to be honest um I, I don't know I mean I remember having a lot of fun with it um and remember um when when we got it and it it was a it's a good you know, split screen game, I guess. But but I don't know. It just I think I would I think I would have a hard time going back to it, to be honest. Mm. And everybody threw away all their <laughs> peripherals and you kind of Yeah, exactly. It's just like yeah. I don't know. Red Dead Redemption two is at sixty two. I don't want to talk about it yet till we get to Red Dead One. Okay. Um Splinter Cell's at sixty one. This is Chaos Theory. I've never played it. I have played some Splinter Cell games. They didn't really hold my attention too much. Um, although I will say Splinter Cell, it's not Blacklist. It's the other one, Conviction. Splinter Cell Conviction split screen. I played with JD who asked the question on the show. And we had fun with the split screen um, more than I expected. It was actually better split screen than uh, Blacklist, which was the newer game. So the most of my experience came from Conviction. Conviction was fun. Uh, if you're looking for that, I'd say check out that one. Chaos Theory is, um, 
I just, I haven't played it. I know it's probably more dated than Conviction. So, uh, yeah. Let's keep going here. Silent Hill 2, I hear great things about it. It's at 59. I don't know what it's like to go back and play. Um, so, be wary, but I know it's there. San Andreas at uh, 58. I already said my piece on old GTAs. Cameron, have you played any of the Mass Effect trilogy? No, I haven't actually. I've played none of them. So I really want to play two. I hear that one's the best one. So um, I, don't, I can't give a recommendation on which one to go back and play, but I hear two is the best one. Mm. Uh, Modern Warfare is at 56, COD 4. Um, play the remake, I guess. Yeah. I'd say that COD holds up pretty well. Um, mm. The original Modern Warfare, just play the remake. Like, I'd say, like, the wonkiest older ones, like, the wonkiness kind of stops after World World at War. And even World at War is playable, you know? Like yeah, I'd say definitely. F- Modern Warfare and World at War are playable, but they really start to kind of, like, feel consistently, like, okay to go revisit. Because I played Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops, which are the ones after that, a lot, and those games still feel pretty good to go back and play. I remember, I mean, I still remember really enjoying World at War. Um Obviously, zombies was was a big deal back then, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't actually play Modern Warfare when it first came out. I played Modern Warfare two a bit, but um, not not the first one. So I think it just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for campaign, like I recommend Black Ops one or the newest Modern Warfare. Mm. Even even COD four the remake is a pretty good campaign. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for zombies, buy Black Ops three, which is weird to say, but they sell it with eight zombie maps like bundled together mm. and so that's like the way to go and if you get it on pc you can use the workshop to get user made levels which is basically oh. just like breaking their dlc structure because you can basically get any map and any gun style like i mean that's the way to go yeah um and if you're looking for multiplayer i think you got to play the more recent ones but there is still a viable community on the older games the only reason you want to go back to play the older multiplayers is because of nostalgia mm. so it is um, crazy though that this game was released in 2007 like yeah that seems like i don't know it seems far away rise of the tomb raider is at 55 and i actually played this recently it was really good um so I, I played, got it on PC. I played the first Tomb, not the first Tomb Raider, but the Tomb Raider re- reboot. Um, I think it like what what was it twenty thirteen? I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played that and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Cameron, I, I hate to cut you off. I just we're running out of time, so I'm trying to cruise sure. down this list. Let's do it. Arkham City looks so. This picture on the IGN website, it just sums up, dude. Batman Arkham it's City awesome. is the best Batman game, it's dude. It's awesome. It's so good. It is. Ugh, I love it. I'm going to go back and play it, actually, after I finish Doom. I, I yeah. Was, I, I downloaded it. I think it was free on Plus, wasn't it? The mm-hmm. Arkham City. Oh, no, no, no. I bought it. I think I bought it for like $4 or something, yep. the Arkham City, yep. or the Arkham Collection. So I'm going to go back They gave it away on uh, Epic Games, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Journey's at 55 or 52. Journey's cool. It's like an hour. it doesn't take too long to play through, so you could you could visit that. That's art. Uncharted Two Among Thieves is at fifty one. I actually just started playing this. Holds up really good. Yeah, um, I agree. Still fun to play, especially the remake. Overwatch is at fifty. I love Overwatch, but it's hard to recommend because of like you just have to be into online shooters. You know, like if mm. if you're not playing it already, you're gonna get cr- like just crushed by the players who have been playing it for five years or four years yeah. or however long yeah. it's been out. Um, 
I'm going to keep going down some of these. Man, there's a lot of... Li- We're only halfway through the list, and this episode's going over, man. So, like, they put Counter-Strike 1.6. Unless you're, like, a dedicated Counter-Strike <laughs> fan, just play CSGO. Like, that's the populated one. Why would you go back to this? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense to me that this uh, is I'm on the I'm assuming they're just putting it there because it's, it's, like, the game. You know, it's the classic version of the game, but, yeah, just go back to CSGO, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't love that game, but... You know, I think it's good. Left 4 Dead 2, uh, it's great. Playing on PC, but it holds up really good because the AI uh, teammates are all right, yeah. and so you can still experience it alone or with friends. And which it, is great. it is fun with friends. I mean, it's it's a good game. Yeah, um, I'm skipping a bunch of stuff like World of Warcraft's on here. There's a lot of weird updated versions. Like this is what's weird is that like games like Starcraft or World of Warcraft, which is like 41 and 40. Those games. Like, people want to play the legacy versions for some reason. So, they've released legacy versions through Battle.net. It's it's odd. That's, like, an odd thing because the updated versions aren't as good as the old ones. And I don't know if that's nostalgia or, like, who knows. I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is at 39. Never played it. Cameron, did you play it? Yes, I love it. Although, I got stuck. Uh like I broke the game, so I had to restart. But, uh, but I loved I loved Kotar. I thought it was such a fun game. Um, it seems like it might be um, hard to go back. But, yeah. As far as like Bioware goes, Mass Effect Two is at thirty six, and that's what I assumed. Uh, Mass Effect Two is the best one. Yeah. Um. So if you're looking for a space soap opera, that's the one. Like, okay, like Pokemon Yellow is on here. Yeah, you could go at back thirty five. Hundred percent. You could. I love or it. Or you could play Heart Gold, Soul Silver on DS, which are to me like the the better updated versions of Gold and Silver. I don't know. I have um, nostalgia for for these games, to be honest. Yeah. I love Emerald. Uh, Emerald is such a fun game. But Bloodborne's on here. Um, it's probably it holds up good. Yeah. I haven't played Metroid Prime, but I do want to go back to it. I I don't know how it holds up. I did play Resident Evil Four, which is at thirty two recently. Uh, really janky, kind of hard to play. The controls really disconnected me from the experience, and so I have a hard time recommending it. I'm sure. Capcom is going to do a Resident Evil 4 remake, and that will be awesome. Yeah. I bet you it will be really good. Uh, we we mentioned Shadows of Colossus earlier at 31. The remake is excellent. Fantastic. Um, you can definitely go back to it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really good. It's, it, it, it holds up. They really didn't touch it. They just up-resed it. So. Um, well, I mean, they all, Bluepoint also did a full graphical overhaul, but it's the same like core gameplay that's, that's great. Yeah. They put Metal Gear Solid at 30, and I know that Metal Gear Solid 3 is somewhere else down this list. Play 5, dude. Like yeah, five play or 5. Peace Wa- oh, it's five so fun. Or, or Peace Walker. Like, Peace Walker is really good, too. Those games, I think, are just better games. Uh, sure, they might not have the cultural rele- relevance of, like, these cult classics, but, like, they're not as... F- like, these cult classics don't play as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, God of War at 29. It's great. Witcher 3, 28. It's great. Um, Bioshock 27 it's great we've talked about it Civ 4 is that right yeah I don't know Cameron do you recommend Civ 5 or? Uh, I love Civ 5 but Civ 4 has some interesting mechanics that they kind of stripped out of Civ 5 it's like there's religion and there, there's other other different things that you could play with I mean I'm sure if you're interested in Civ you probably already have um, one of them that is your favorite it, it, it it's a it's a strategy game it's a world building game. Like honestly, if <laughs> I bet you know what it is, if you've 
if you've heard of it. So yeah, I, I would I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but I would I would highly recommend it to people who like who like that kind of thing. So I like what Civ about, Five. What about Ocarina of Time at twenty five? I don't know. I never played it. Did you know I've never played a Zelda game? I've never played Ocarina of. Are you serious? Yeah. I never played Ocarina of Time either, which is crazy. I've been saving that for a vid- YouTube video that I want to make, mm. which is gamer kid who plays a lot of video games has never played Ocarina of Time and plays it for the first time kind of thing. Mm. Like, I genu- genuinely want to see my reaction. If you're going to play a Zelda game, uh, for me, it's really hard not to recommend Breath of the Wild. Um, I think that is like a master a masterpiece. I'm sure it's on this list. And I really like Wind Waker too. So, um, yeah, those would be my recommendations. Mm. Minecraft, we mentioned at 24. Uh, it's really good. Halo Combat Evolved, I'd say pass on it. Uh, if you're going to play an older Halo, play 2. If you're going to play a newer Halo, play Reach. That's my suggestion. And I like 3's campaign a lot. Uh, but Reach is really good, especially with the remake. Uh, never played Half-Life. Same video series that I want to do. Um, never played Half-Life or Half-Life 2. Cameron, have you played Half-Life 2? Nope. Yeah, I want to do a thing of me experiencing that for the first time. Uh, Last of Us is at 20. Really good. Recommend it. Even the original Doom here at 19. Cameron and I love Doom 2016 and Eternal. I haven't played Eternal yet. Um, but even the original Doom holds up. I say... It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Probably Doom 3 is the only one that doesn't hold up. But all the Dooms are really solid. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Going quick. Portal or Portal 2, Cameron? Portal 2. 100%. Yeah. Portal 2 is Dark- is a masterpiece. It's a it's an incredible game. Uh, Dark Souls is here at 16. I know we're, we're crunching because of the time. Um, we'll go over if we need to. Uh, Dark Souls is here at 16. I really like this game. I didn't play it when it came out. I played it at, to with walking in with disdain for it. Uh, as my <laughs> friend JD will remember, he said, just play this, dude. You'll like it. And I said, I won't play it. He had to sit me down and force me to play it. Yeah. Now, if you're sitting down and forced to play a game, Usually you won't like it, okay? Uh, this game won me over, mm. despite that. Yeah. So I think it has merit to revisit. Um, I'm playing through it again recently um, just for fun. My brother and I made a, a character that is a deprived build, which means you are naked. Um, and so we're running around naked with a boar's helmet and a club and trying to play the game that way. Um it's really, it's still really fun. Uh, and and now it's nostalgia talking because we've played through it. So we're trying to speed run it almost, mm. which is fun. Um, Super Mario Bros. holds up great at 14. Street Fighter was above that. Yeah. Street Fighter 2. I love Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I think it's a great game. Um, we, we used to have it, um, I think my house, someone in my house used to have like the uh, SNES Classic. And... Um, we would just play. I would just play Street Fighter all the time. It was it was amazing. I love that game. Yeah, Symphony of the Night is at twelve. I've never played it. Yeah, me neither. I heard good things. Grand Theft Auto Five, Eleven. Of course, We've play that game. It. I mean, it's it's incredible. I went back and played through like half of it. It's so good. Such a good game. So this is this is what you'll notice about the top ten is that now we're getting into games that they probably are are assuming you should go back and play no matter what. Yeah. So Super Mario 64 is here at 10. Honestly, if you want my honest opinion, this game is really attached to nostalgia. If you want to play the best Mario game, I I honestly would think that like if you've never played one, 
if you play either Galaxy or Odyssey, you'll have a better experience than if you've never than than if you jump into sixty four. Um, really, really, really recommend Odyssey, hmm. Cameron. I know you're a Galaxy guy, so I threw that in there for you. Yeah, I love Galaxy, but I think I mean I still think Super Mario sixty four is a ton of fun. It's like it's like a really I think it's a really good game. Um, no, I think it's really good too. I'm just saying, like, if you're recommending a game to go back to, yeah. Like, I think if you respect Mario and you like Mario and you've never played it, you could go back to any Mario game, yeah, and and really get something out of it. I agree. So that's why it's like, like I'm being really nitpicky. Um, my 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 uh, my requirements was that you hadn't really tried any of them. Um. So yeah. And at number nine, they put Red Dead Redemption 1, the original. Just play two. Like, it's even a prequel. So you're not going to, you're not missing any, <laughs> you're not, you're not like having a sequel issue, you know? It's a prequel to Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah, I love, I love Red Dead Redemption 1. Like, it, I think it's a, an incredible game. But with two out there's i don't think there's anything that would make me go back and play one you know what I yeah mean? It's, it's just it's such really... a it's such a rich game number two is and i don't know it's just i i i would recommend go playing red dead 2 100 yeah half-life 2 uh is at eight I cannot comment uh because i have not tried it yet um tetris is at seven Gosh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Play Tetris, dude. Play Tetris. I put I sink so many hours onto Tetris every now and then. Like I'll get into just a mode where I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I just love Tetris. It's so fun." Yeah. I just started playing Tetris 99 about a month ago. Mm. Um, it's really good. It's really fun. I forgot how much I like Tetris. Um, yeah. Mario Bros 3 is at 6. I've beaten love this that game. game. Love it's it. It's really excellent. Breath of the Wild is at 5 and this for good reason. Uh, it is a masterpiece for all I care. You know, Darren, I know Darren's listening to this. I wish that Darren had a chance to play Breath of the Wild. I think Breath of the Wild is like, like a, just like a, uh, how do I say this? Like a watercolor painting version of, of, um, Skyrim. There's just like this brightness. There's this cartooniness and all of that like transitions into the gameplay for like just complete freedom. Um, it nails what we were talking about earlier with Minecraft saying like, there's no, there's no objective really. And, and instead in this adventure RPG game, they say there is one objective and we literally like after the very brief and kind of tutorial esque open area, they kind of let you go even further. And they say your objective is to just kill the main boss. That's the goal. Good luck. And you really just kind of have to figure... They give you a tiny bit of guidance, but it's like, oh, I could go straight there if I want to do. You know? Like, right away. You could just go for it. Um, and the, not a lot of games give you that freedom, and it's 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 great. I, I It's really great. Um, Super Metroid is at four. I've never played Super Metroid. I have a problem with Metroidvanias. Um, I'm just... They never caught me. I hate backtracking, so... It's, uh, I don't know if I can recommend it. If you like Metroidvanias, this is the one that they, that kind of put the name into Metroidvania, I guess, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So, yeah. I haven't played it. 
Uh, Portal 2 is at 3. Cameron already recommends. Love it. Uh, Incredible game. Link to the Past is at 2. They made a remake of uh, Link to the Past that they have on the Switch. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Or no, <laughs> I wait, they made Link's Awakening. Sorry, Link to the Past I have not played. Um, but I did play Minish Cap, which is supposed to be, I think, a reimagining of it. And I do really mm. love Min- uh, Minish Cap. Still saying uh, Breath of the Wild is better. Uh, and at number one is Super Mario World. Um, I am biased towards Super Mario 3. That's uh, me what I'll too, say. honestly. I love <laughs> Super Mario World as well, but I I don't know. Super Mario 3 is just... there's It holds a special place in my heart. I remember I had it on... Um, the Game Boy Advanced SP, the little clamshell one. I yeah. had the silver one, and I played so many hours of Super Mario 3. And, I mean, I, I played through Super Mario World as well, but I don't know. There's something special about There's There's something special about all these games. They're, they're fun. Did you ever play New Super Mario Bros.? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun, too, but... Yeah. I t- yeah, Mario really holds the test of time. It's one of those games that does. And yeah. I think when you're looking at a list like this, like a top 100, a part of me just feels kind of like triggered <laughs> by the fact that a lot of these people don't, they don't acknowledge like actually going back and playing these games. Mm. There's like this nostalgia lens, right? Yeah. And that's the thesis that we kind of want to push in this episode is it's like, which games are actually worth going back to? And And I've played games that like, I could sit back and appreciate because of the time that they were made, right? But you have to wear those glasses before you enter the game, right? Right. And so hopefully this episode could give you some insight on which games you might need to do that. A game like Fallout 3, you really have to be like, okay, why was this important? Why was this like something that was cool, yeah. you know? And I and I have to go back and, and appreciate it in that lens, right? Even, even a game like Uncharted 2, um, like... It's not as expertly paced, but if you visit it back saying like, oh, this is one of the cinematic, uh, like one of the games that really broke into like the cinematic sphere, right? Um, you can really, you're like, wow, like this holds up really good for, for what it is, right? Um, yeah, and and hopefully this list kind of inspired you to check out some other games that you maybe never played before, especially in quarantine life, right, Cameron? Yeah, I'm going to go back and play Arkham City. Yeah, you gotta let me know how that is, dude. Uh, yeah, I kind of a game we skipped actually. Um, it's called The Witness. Um, uh-huh. I kind of want to play that as well. Um, but I've been wanting to play the Stanley Parable. Oh yeah, yeah. I have not played that, but I heard it's kind of similar, right? No, I don't think so. The Witness is a is a puzzle puzzle game. Puzzle game. Yeah. Stanley Parable is like a story choice game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot to play out there in this time. I know this episode is um, retreading some old ground that we've covered before, but um, yeah, I think it's important to. And I know if you've heard me talk about video games, like take it take it into account, like what is actually good to go back and try, you know. So, Cameron, any closing thoughts? Mm, it's hard to play old games. It can be. It, yeah. it's, it can be a challenge, but... Here's a here's a question for you to close up the show. Yeah. What is the old game you suggest people go back and play? Um. Well, I think anything in the 2D era is probably totally fine to go back to. Um, 
But I would say if you've got an N64, you should break that out. You should play Mario 64. And you should play the OG um the the OG Smash Brothers. I love the OG Smash Brothers. It's so much fun. <laughs> I play there's eight characters. It's super simple. I I play it with my with my brothers. It's just it's a lot of fun. But I'm going to say like for right now just in my life, Dark Souls 1, I've just been really appreciating like the work put behind that game. Mm. Um I really like that. That game is good to go back to and and try. Um can't go wrong with Mario, dude. I know. I I think the the barrier to entry with Mario is you have to have a Nintendo console. Most people have one lying around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can find Mario on one of those somewhere and probably enjoy it. So, yep. I think that wraps it up this episode, Cameron. Um, of course, we hope that all of you are safe still, uh, staying inside, taking care of yourselves. Uh, remember not to just play video games the whole time. Um, give yourself some fresh air and. Yeah, we'll we'll see you next Monday and talking about something else. So, uh, with that, we can wrap up. Yeah, that's the end. That's the end of the show. Done. Everything Comes From Something is a fully fan-funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you. And a huge shout-out to our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. I know I've been saying that part for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, but seriously, you guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go. Remember, if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast, throw a couple dollars away, get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits if you're a Patreon are done through Patreon, Patreon Messenger. Yes, you can just shoot us a message right there and boom, we'll see it. We'll put it on air. Um, that's, that's how it works. Take advantage of those. Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know. I'm a broke college kid. I get it. You can just tell friends and family. Spread the word about the show. It's a little weird. It's a little quirky. It's a little different. Maybe someone, uh, some of the people or your friends will like it. And you can always give us a rating on iTunes. That seriously helps. Again, we thank you guys for all the support that you give us. We love you. And we will see you next week.